0: to lead with purpose in these troubled times. Applications are open now for 2025. So head to smallgiants.com.au forward slash MBE to learn more
1: and sign up. This podcast is sponsored by your friends at G Adventures. G Adventures has been providing life-changing small group adventures to travellers for almost 30 years. But it's not just your life that's changed. It's the lives of all the people in the places we visit. To ensure we're protecting children around the world when we travel, G Adventures worked to create global good practices guidelines for child welfare. Because kids are kids, no matter where they live, and it is critical that no child is ever harmed as a result of tourism. You, the traveller, have the power to make a true impact in the communities you visit. And that's why we actively work to ensure children are protected in the places we operate. Learn more about this policy and all of our responsible travel initiatives at geadventures.com.au. Hey,
2: welcome to the Dumbo Feather Podcast. I'm Nathan. Here to share something a bit different with you this month, inspired by the incredible Extinction Allergies radio series, which was put on by Red Room Poetry, and you should totally check it out if you haven't already. We've brought together five poets, each responding to these times with a reading of their work. You'll hear from award-winning Bunurong Yuan, and Tasmanian writer Bruce Pascoe, spoken word poet, speaker, and coach Felicity Malay, essayist, and writing teacher Mark Trednick a man who, after discovering an interest in poetry, is now exploring it. His name is Peter Brown, and California-based poet and teacher, Danusha Ramirez. I recommend you pause to listen to this episode, maybe take a seat or go for a walk around the block, and let the words of these poets land in you.
3: My name is Bruce Pascoe, and this is my poem, Loss. If your chest quavers and you are moved to touch, which finger would you choose? Well, take that finger, the one you would use to smooth the mauve eyelid of a lover, the one you'd test the moisture between your lips just before you taste the temperature, texture and salt of a full loving. Take that finger with all its memory and draw it across the crown of this frail head, and watch the colour ululate, ululate, a throat warble, a heart song, as the pressure of your loving finger depresses the napery of feather. Let it progress, as a real lover would, to follow the curve from scalp to nape, where the bones are so tiny, so heartbreakingly fragile, the tears well in your eye. Let your palm cup the body, the perfect curve of folded flight, the mighty power of feather and bone, yet the lightest breeze can puff them from the page, but riffle, the page itself, lighter than paper, stronger than gravity, weather, destiny, fate, but your finger can make it shimmer like velvet, whisper like love. And love can be the reverence of a wetted finger or the regret of a finger stalling on the nape of a dead bird. But it is still love, and only love. Some things pass, and we have caused it. Other things pass, and there is nothing we could have done. So love can be regret. But regret is always love. And regret is that the bird is gone, disappeared, because we didn't love enough, or because the angle of the sphere is out of our control. Also, just like love.
4: Hey, I'm Flesi Malay, and this is my poem, Grief. Grief is a dangerous beast. It crawls its way beneath your skin, takes hibernation in your guts and raises its head in the most unexpected places. So I hold you tenderly, mute my hunger to wrap myself around you, consume your being within me, hold off these strangely maternal yet sexual desires to soothe you and fuck you, to soothe you by fucking you, to soothe your pain by immersing you in the endless depths of my body and love. Because I know, when grief takes control of my heart, all I want is to escape into selfish bliss, to melt into flesh, to feel less alone. Or to be taken to those places where I cannot hide from what I feel because all I have become is feeling and silence and noise. But you, you are different and I'm not here to soothe myself. So I quieten my desires and gently wrap my arms around your tired form, let you fluster, let you cry, let you distract yourself with cleaning or movies or food. Gently wrap my arms around your tired form and hold you until you sleep.
5: My name is Mark Tredenick, and this is my poem, Litany, an elegy, for the children. Each tongue, it has been wisely said, speaks galaxies, and when a language dies, a world, and all that has no other being elsewhere, fails. A silence falls where there was song, where there was something known. No other lyric grasps. Every species is a world of sound, A solid form of silence said, A body of thought, And with each dialect drowned, Each lexicon beached, The world that is a universe of all these knowing realms Knows less, The living world grows less alive. And we, who cannot find a patch of ground, We do not need to claim a wildness we do not need to tame, fall deeper alone the thicker we crowd the biomes, the thinner we shave the ways there are of being on this earth. And thought that flew like shorebirds once, around the globe, refusing a single idiom or tide, idles mean abstracted streets and lives off scraps the sated throw away. Our words are made of plastic now, and end up in the sea, where stocks of wisdom, overfished and toxic with cliché, dwindle and cease. So what will there be left for us to say, by way of remorse, what elegy, excuse or prayer, when the sands along subtropic shores have grown so warm that no more male turtles hatch and make it to the sea? And who will we be our language atrophied a little more when Norfolk parakeets run out of trees to roost and fledge. And what will we grasp any more of sin when all the devils that we know have slipped to the earth? And who will teach desire, grace, or passion, poise when nothing burns the forests of the night? And when the last savannah elephant has scattered all the bones What will we recall of grief when our turn comes to let our dear ones go? And how will all the plastic that will never go extinct school the seas in sanctity? What sense will awe begin to make when no blue whales swim the world around? And will our minds remember how to slow, our speeding chill, when all the whale sharks have passed? Sea otter, Snow leopard, curlew, bee. Divinity will be burlesque and joy will be a sham when all these bodhisattvas of the floating, hungry, thrumming world have left. O person of the forest, orangutan, who might be any one of us who came down once from boughs, teach us, while there are still woods to be, how to be the woods not just the trees.
6: The enough concept. We have salt logic flourishing everywhere. You know, salt is good. Therefore, more salt is better. And so, not sensing our demise, we're slowly pickling ourselves, somewhat like the boiled frog. We should have a counter. A tool to provide the balance we so desperately need. The concept of enough. Nebulous it may seem, it is a powerful tool to counter salt logic. Imagine the boardrooms of companies instructing their attack dog CEOs not to seek a never-ending more, but to find a balance. And enough. Enough profit. Workers with enough pay. The environment with enough care. The community respected enough. Tell me why not? Why not enough? Don't let the imbalanced and mad drive us to destruction. Find it enough and demand you be allowed to live with it.
0: Danusha Lamaris. Small Kindnesses. I've been thinking about the way when you walk down a crowded aisle people pull in their legs to let you by. Or how strangers still say bless you when someone sneezes, a leftover from the bubonic plague. Don't die, we are saying. And sometimes when you spill lemons from your grocery bag, someone else will help you pick them up. Mostly, we don't want to harm each other we want to be handed our cup of coffee hot and to say thank you to the person handing it, to smile at them and for them to smile back, for the waitress to call us honey when she sets down the bowl of clam chowder, and for the driver in the red pickup truck to let us pass. We have so little of each other now, so far from tribe and fire and Only these brief moments of exchange. What if they are the true dwelling of the holy? These fleeting temples we make together when we say, Here, have my seat. Go ahead. You first. I like your hat.
2: Thanks to all our poets for sharing their work and a big thank you to the team at Red Room Poetry for the inspiration and for the recordings of Bruce Pascoe and Mark Trednick's poems. This episode of the podcast was edited and produced by Sean Clifford at Cheshire Audio in conjunction with Yaga. The music you hear is by Dennis Liu. Dumber Feather is produced on the lands of the Yalukut Willam clan of the Bunurong people of the Kulin Nations. I acknowledge the wisdom and custodianship of elders past, present and emerging. If you like what you hear, do consider getting a subscription to Dumbo Feather magazine, which is full of stories about how we can build more resilient and empathic communities. See you next month on the Dumbo Feather podcast.